this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Good morning and welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. Wow. Glad we're here again to celebrate our Lord. Um, just the simple things of all, you know, um, the first thing that I heard as I began to sit in this chair, Holy Spirit just reminded me of some most important, as he said, housekeeping things. These are things that are tailored to our house, and that means our dwelling place. And he simply said to me this, make sure you deal with fear. He said, make sure that you're setting your house in order. And, and to set things in order is to deal with the things that don't belong by casting them out, pushing them away from you, not being in agreement with these things. And so even as we come together, I even say now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, even as we come to you, Lord, we surrender our vessels unto you. And in that place of surrender, Lord, we ask that you begin to come in to show us what's present. That's a hindrance to your body. Lord, even as you show us what's present, us in oneness with you. Cause our hearts, cause our mind, cause our understanding to be aligned with you at all times. Give us strength to endure. But most of all, quicken us. Causing each one of us to be ready for whatever you call for us to do. Well, give us joy. Give us peace that surpasses our understanding, especially during this time. Even as we cry out to you, Lord, be our place of refuge. Be our strength. Today I ask that each one of you open your hearts and allow God to fully come in to cleanse thee. Let the word of God wash over you and purify you through and through that you may be found pleasing and acceptable in his sight. I praise my Lord even now for the works that he's doing in each and every one of us. And that the works that he will continue to do as long as we live upon the earth. I pray that each one of you have strength in the most difficult places. And that you will embody his peace. Oh my God, embody his peace. That all he has spoken to you may be heard with open ears. And that your joy in him is fulfilled through and through. This is my prayer, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for even leading me in this place of prayer, that the body may be strengthened and edified in according to what you have called forth today, in Christ Jesus' name. Well, I just thank you for the prayer, Lord, but most of all, I just thank you for always being present in my vessel, 
to allow me just to lean in and really hear what you have to say to not only me, but to those that belongs to you. I'm not the messenger here today, but I will be in the background joining in and sharing out whatever the Lord has for me to say. But even as we go forward, I ask that you welcome the messenger today and that you receive what God has for all of us with joy and gladness. With that, Amanda, can you come forward? Thank you, Pastor. Hi, it's me again. <laughs> you know, we're keeping this small team, small team. Um, great. Well, what I have to share, what God's put on my heart today, and I'm, again, asking the Holy Spirit to put it in his words and deliver it, whatever he wants to say to us as a body, because, of course, I left my notes at home, which was on purpose because I'm supposed to trust God. Um, but I want to talk to you about being an ambassador for Christ. And I think everyone's heard that, and it's in the, in the Bible, and we're going to read about it. But um, God showed me some more things about what that really looks like to be an ambassador. And where this kind of came about for me, and I'll just talk a little bit about my life right now um, in this time. You know, of course, we're all bombarded by the news. We're seeing what's going on in the world, and just I'm hearing... The concerns of people, the concerns of my family, um, just different things going back and forth in our country and in the face of the world. We have elections coming up. I'm on this wonderful text chain with my family where I get, you know, 40 messages, unread messages when I look away for five minutes about Trump, not Trump, Biden, blah, blah, blah on different sides. Everybody has a statement and uh, I get to I get to come home and read that. Um, and be like, Lord, where are you in the midst of this? And what am I supposed to do? Like, uh, you know, how do I treat these things um, and, and walk in this world? Um, so we're just going to read from verse uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting verse 13, all the way down to the end. Uh, if Takia, you could read that. And again, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're starting at verse 13. So feel free to get your Bibles out or your phone Bibles. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is, to, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all have died to our old life. He died for everyone that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. However, or how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. <laughs> and God has given us this task of reconciliation, reconciling people to him, to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Thank you. So I think a lot of times we've heard this passage or at least the phrase we're ambassadors for Christ uh, if you've been in the church long enough and it's often said with the idea of you know the the great commission we're an ambassador we need to go out into the world and we need to preach the gospel and we need to be God's representative and um, you know it's about spreading that message which is 
absolutely true and valid. But I think we also, I, I want to unpack what it means to actually be an ambassador and even look at real ambassadors in the world today and what that looks like. And so the first thing God showed me is like, there is a difference between an ambassador and like a UPS delivery person. Um, that person, UPS, delivers a message. They deliver a package to whoever they're supposed to deliver it to and go on to the next one. An ambassador is a representative of a country. Um, they are somebody who, you know, embodies the traits of a country and brings that into another country as they represent their nation to another nation. Um, and I think we've heard that as well as Christians and been like, okay, well, that means I got to live uprightly and I need to be a good Christian. And when I was young, I was really gung-ho about being a representative or an ambassador for Jesus. And that meant, in my mind, I need to wear a really chunky cross necklace. And I need a WWJD bracelet. And I need to, you know, put a fish sign on my car and make sure I lead, you know, the small group in my high school and do all these different... That is being an ambassador for Christ, right? Um, and I think, again, I would equate that to like if we were Americans going into another country and being like hey guess what I'm from the USA and like you're waving your flag and you're like wearing like an eagle on your shirt like nobody does that you know when you're I don't know anybody who's traveled out of this country if you've gone on vacation or go, go to visit another country I don't know anyone else has been approached you've ever been approached and someone been like are you American and you're like yes how'd you know and they're like it's obvious like, you know, the way you act, the way you talk, your accent, how you carry yourself, how you walk. I can even tell you're Californian because of your values and because of how you conduct yourself and um, even, you know, do these kinds of things. I remember living in a, uh, I was visiting another country and they asked me to do a bunch of accents, American accents, like a cowboy or a, um, a surfer dude. And they just thought that was the funniest thing because it sounded like the movies, um, but yeah, the whole point in that as Americans, if we go or from whatever nation we're a part of, if we, you know, go into another country, we never it's, have to really flaunt where we're from. It's pretty obvious. So if we are a part of the kingdom of God, what does that look like to be an ambassador for Christ? And I would argue part of that really has to do with not just how we conduct ourselves, but what we believe, how we approach our everyday situations, how we approach this pandemic, how we approach the elections, how we approach um, yeah, every political issue. Um, how do we approach that? Not as a America, you know, but like really embodying being a part of God's kingdom. So if I go back to um, the the mess the the scripture, um, I want to go to verse fourteen, which is standing out to me very clearly. Which is either way, Christ's love controls us, controls us. And again, Paul says, I just like this. It says, if we're crazy, it's to bring the glory to God. Amen. And if like. I've seen people come into our country and I've met people who are from a different nation and the way they conduct themselves and the way they may do things may seem really different from how we conduct ourselves. How, you know, how they dress, how they approach situations, what they believe in. But I think when you meet a person like that, you're like, oh, you're from, you know, Germany and you do things this way. Like, that's so interesting. Tell me about that. Like, why do you conduct yourself that way? Why do you believe in these values or, or follow these kinds of principles. Um, and it may sometimes probably seem crazy. So I think if we're truly being an ambassador and embodying the fact that we are a part of God's kingdom, not the world's kingdom, then we may look crazy to some people, um, not being concerned about what's going on, uh, not getting caught up in the political heated discussions and really just leaning into whatever Christ wants to share during that time and, and holding your peace, 
You know, that may seem crazy because it is so different and countercultural compared to what the nation is going through right now. But I think the more we're embodying ourselves and abiding um, with our King Jesus, the less we're going to look like what's happening or feel like we even need to get caught up in it. Because I think often I just get swept up into these conversations and into the stress and into like, pray for this person, pray for that person. They're all going through different things. I'm going through different things. And you're just, you know, how do we realize, actually, I'm not a citizen of this country. I live here. And I have to abide by the rules. Like, you know, if I'm an ambassador, if an ambassador lives in the United States and drives 90 miles an hour, they're going to get pulled over. They can't be like, well, in my country, we can do this. It's fine. So we have to abide by the laws of the land, which is not just the rules of the United States of America, but like, you know, wear a mask. Like, don't do stupid things. Um, to endanger yourself or other people thinking like God's going to take care of me, no problem. But ultimately, where does your citizenship lie? And if your citizenship lies with the kingdom, you realize that these things that the world's going through, we pray for them, we feel for them, we're empathetic for them, but you don't have to get swept up in the same thing. So the first thing I, I see here is either way, Christ's love controls us. So that is a key trait of what it looks like to be a part of the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of the world. You are controlled by love. Um, That is your language. You know, different countries have languages. So our language, everything we say, everything we conduct ourselves with, the words, the accent that comes out of our mouth should be always, uh, you know, tainted with love. It should be, you know, oozing with love because that is our language. Um, and so that's important characteristic of being an ambassador. Did you have something to say? Yes. Do you, here, can I give her this? No, I won't touch it. I'm not coming too close. She's not coming too close. I'll move a little bit. You can say right where you're at. I don't have to be on camera. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit just said something funny, but awesome to me. He literally said to me, and an ambassador is someone, don't you dare. (laughs) An ambassador is someone who considered to be that person that's the hero for everybody. That person comes in, saves the day, thinks nothing about himself or herself, but really focus on protecting the life that stands before them. This is an individual that has not looked to how do I protect myself during this difficult time. It's somebody that's in the forefront, that's ready to serve, that's willing to serve, that's willing to conquer all things for Christ. Their safety is in the Lord. Their trust is in the Lord. So they're not worried about quote unquote pandemic because they know that they're overcomers in Christ. Their total focus is to ensure other safety because they know that they're already protected and secured in Christ. Hopefully you guys got that. So I think where we stand, some of us, we're in that place to whereby we're so busy trying to protect ourselves that we forget that there's so many people out there that doesn't have the peace of God that's on them that we have. And so we're so busy trying to keep staying in our place of peace that we forget that we're supposed to bring others into that place of peace where God resides. And that's by not being afraid to go out on the line and really work to bring people in rather than leaving them out and being in that self-protection mode. And so as I was sitting alongside, he literally said to me, wake up body. This is not about you. This is about those who are destined for kingdom. He said, you're already in a place of security. Help those who lack the security to come in. That's what an ambassador does. Ambassador stands for what's right. 
they're always in the front line, and, and I think the way the world has uh, put it, uh, what do they call first responders? We're supposed to be first responders, okay? But I think the body has literally taken a back seat because the first responders are out there. We're supposed to be responding over and above the first responders in ensuring that others really recognize that God got this. Get it? God got this, got uh, me, and he has whoever he's sending you to. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he was saying to me about an ambassador. Backing up. <laughs> well, and that ties in perfectly with verse 15, which says, He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Um, instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. And the other thing the Lord shows me is that, you know, the embassies, right? There are embassies in different countries. And if you are a French ambassador, you, you know, work at the French embassy, I think. <laughs> but the embassies are kind of like a, a haven place as, at times when there's an upheaval, when there's you know, rioting or like a, a turnover of government in a foreign country, you know, people run to people from another country that are not part of the country that's in upheaval run to the embassy for security. And so as ambassadors, we are a part of that embassy, which is like that sanctuary in Christ, even in the midst of a nation that is in turmoil. And so, um, yeah, just again, knowing that you are protected uh, and to usher other people in to that protection. Um, so we have verse 16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought Christ merely, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Perfect. Sorry. Jumping in again, and this is where he's literally saying, coming in to the fold and having a mature understanding. That means we're not acting like babies in the midst of difficulties. We're mature adults, and we're operating with wisdom in Christ. And so it's so important that we begin to really assess how we're operating and how others are viewing us. So if we're right alongside of them in that place of panic, uh, we're frustrated with being in the house, uh, we're losing sight of what we're supposed to do, then we're not really following his will and really walking in that matureness that he is requiring of each of us. So it's so important that each one of you really begin to assess what am I doing to really project my maturity in Christ by standing for what he would have me to do at this time. And when it says we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view, uh, another translation says the flesh. And I wanted to address that really quickly and how we talk about Oh, living in the flesh versus living in the spirit. And we address the really basic part of that, which I think makes, you know, like is true, but we're missing a lot of what it really means to operate in the flesh because immediately we say operate in the flesh, we're like, ooh, like be promiscuous and go to the clubs and like be all, you know, like caught up in the world and swearing and like, you know, all those, again, those very visual interpretations of what it means to be caught up in the flesh and to evaluate others from a fleshly point of view. Um, well, all the clubs are closed, so that's not really a problem right now. But <laughs> again, for those who have been for a while in the kingdom of God, I really want to challenge you to take it a step further and not be worried about your flesh jumping off. It's about following the rules of this world again and getting caught up in our own self-protection in fear, in legalism, um, in judgment. All of those things are really fleshly ways to, and human ways to respond to situations. Um, and they're natural, you know, fight or flight. And that is a fleshly response, which we have been built to do for self-protection and, and that our species survive. 
but at the same time we take it to such an extreme where we're stressing and up at night and worrying about all these things and dealing with family members and judging people who aren't following things the way we're following things that is interpreting things in a fleshly perspective and I would say when people hear you and look at you and you're acting like that you may think you're you're protecting and you're doing the right thing because you're following the guidelines and doing what the world is saying to do but do you look any different from the citizens of this world or are you do you look crazy or do you look exactly like them and if you look exactly like everybody else that's a pretty clear indicator that you are following the rules of this world rather than your kingdom leader king jesus and remembering that you are a part of his nation not this nation even though you are stationed here and you have to be responsible but how are you approaching these things are you approaching them spiritually every time something emotional comes up or are you approaching it from a fleshly perspective no um so and again anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person the old life is gone a new life has begun um and all of this is a gift from god who brought us back to himself through christ and god has given us the task of reconciling people to him um and so again when we talk about being an ambassador and a representative of the message of god what it says in here is we are a message of reconciliation go ahead i'm coming i'll move to no problem just coming into light and simply saying this holy spirit literally said to me about the old and when you begin to look at the old life the holy spirit literally said to me why is it that so many of my servants are gravitating towards their old life rather than moving forward in the newness in which I have destined for each one of you to walk in. And when he speaks of gravitating towards the old life, that means we're picking up our old behaviors. We're doing what's comfortable for us. We're doing what's pleasing to us rather than really beginning to shed our old ways and really pick up what he has called for us to walk in and our old ways. And I'm truly one to really understand what the old ways are because my old ways is always to be moving in a place of fear, always to think about me first, never being in that selfless position, such as what she was explaining and truly, truly taking on the cross in its fullness and walking in according to what God would have me to do. A lot of times I'm going to evaluate my stand and my stand is always look out for me first. Then I'll think about you. And Christ is basically saying putting me last and truly putting him first and allowing what he wants me to do to be the place in which I stand and I rest in. And a lot of times I've been in that place is let me protect my own first. Let me cover my own in prayer. Let me begin to, you know, ensure that everything that belongs to me is well protected and secured in prayer. And God is saying, move away from that and get into the place where you begin to open yourself up and truly be in that selfless mode to whereby you're allowing others that space where you would really allow your family to rest in. He simply said to me, he said, you've been praying for, some of you have been praying for your families for years. He says, at this point, you should be in that place of trusting me to move on your behalf. And then he even asked me the simple question as this, how many prayers can you pray regarding the same thing for your family? before you will let go and let me move for you. He says it's time to begin to move into some places to help others. And to begin to bring them in. I don't know if you guys ever notice as I help other people, God protects minds. And that's what he's trying to get us to that place to where helping others so that he can protect 
even more so the things that you've been readily asking God to do for you. I know there's been times where I beat down his door regarding something that's going on with my mother. But during this time, because I haven't been able to see her, you know, I find that she's not top of mind a lot of time. But when she does become top of mind, he reminds me, I have her. Yes. He said, tend to the things that you can deal with. Focus on the things that I have for you to move in. And then he goes on to literally say to me, and it's not all about you either. Yeah. Do you guys get that? Yes. It's not about you. It's about him. Yes. And the funny part about it is we're ambassador for him. He's not an ambassador for us. And so we really need to assess our relationship with him and truly begin to operate in according to his true purpose and will. I'm giving it back to Amanda. Uh, amen. Uh, verse 18 says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So again, as ambassadors and caring for other people more than ourselves, we are ambassadors not about being like, you know, pushing Jesus on people, which again, I think is the first thing we go to, but it's about reconciliation and reconciling people back to God. Um, but in order to do that, you also need to receive the reconciliation that you have with God, which means that, you know, Jesus died for everything once and for all, so we don't keep beating ourselves up about the same things over and over again, and we can really receive his favor. And as much as Pastor said, which is true, like it's about us being his ambassadors, not him being an ambassador for us, at the same time, if we're really abiding in the kingdom of God, there are benefits. Yes. Like, we have benefits being a part of the nation of King Jesus, yeah. but we like to go to and feed off of the world's benefits, which really leave us empty and upset and, you know, distraught. If you're really an ambassador for Christ, even though you're living in another country, you are receiving the benefits of your government. Yeah. You know, you're paying taxes to your government and you're also receiving the benefits from that government. And so, again, to be in a country and be like, wow, it's too bad that you guys don't have, you know, health care. That's very good. Good thing I've got great health care because I'm part of another country. And so in the same way, like, as ambassadors, we have to recognize what our, the favor of God is that rests upon us and walk in that. And that means, you know, walking in healing, walking in, in favor and in um, provision um, and, and all, and peace, um, all these different things that we need in order to move forward. It's like the same way that the government in, during this time has given out checks to people, like God gives you a check, you know, <laughs> and if you are abiding in him and you are resting in him, uh, and receiving that reconciliation, you can receive all of those benefits, uh, and greatness about being a part of his nation so that, Again, people will see you and be like, wow, like we're all, you know, suffering and causing and being caused by these problems. But like you seem to be at peace. Like, how do you have that peace? You know, um, and again, it doesn't mean we're not impervious to things like we're still susceptible to the things of this world. Mm -hmm. But how we approach it and how we get through it is going to be really different than the way the world gets through it. And so people will see that and be like, how do I get reconciled to God? How do I receive that peace too? Um, because I want to be a citizen of this country. I don't want to be a citizen of my country. Like, how do I apply for citizenship? You know, and the amazing thing, the funny thing that God showed me in this is like, in the kingdom of God, there are like undocumented immigrants, you know? Like, there are people who may not fully embrace Jesus, but they understand the benefits of being a part of his kingdom and they operate in those things when we don't. Yes. Like, for example, the currency, I would say, you know, the language is love. 
of the language we speak in, in the kingdom of God is love. The currency that our nation is run by is faith. That is how, like, it's not about hoarding all your money and freaking out and, you know, stocking up for you and making sure that you have, you know, all your doctor appointments in check and stuff like that. It's like, yes, all those things are important, but it's really faith. That is the currency that keeps us afloat, that moves things forward, that gets us from point A to point B. And there are people in the world who may not fully understand, you know, walking fully in Jesus, but they understand faith and they know how to move in faith and God moves for them. So they're reaping our benefits and our, and our checks from the government that we're not taking. Um, which I think is crazy. And like, I I was watching, um, what was that documentary? Um, uh, the last dance with Michael Jordan. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's about his success with the Chicago bulls. And, you know, I don't know what his faith is or where he's at. I know he's had some sort of a faith, but, or some sort of, you know, belief in God, but, um, the way he approached every game was full faith. And as everything was, you know, going negative towards the game and all the players were giving up and saying, oh, you know, maybe we'll just, you know, save our energy and go to the next game. He would play 100% each time, believing that he could turn it around and believing that something could change. And it would. And that's, you know, how they won five championships. So in the same way, it's like we have faith as our unlimited currency. God has said this before, like we have a blank check that we can write whenever we need it and walk in faith as we're abiding in him and we don't have to be afraid of you know these things or try to gain our provision the way the world does so as we again walk in that true but it's it's all about that right relationship and that reconciliation with god and as we really walk in that relationship we understand his protection and his love for us and we can move freely in that faith and that's what's going to draw people um towards us when we're not afraid um so then the verse 19 for god was in christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against him um verse 20 so we are christ's ambassadors god is making his appeal through us we speak of christ for christ when we plead come back to god For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering of sin so that we could be made right through Christ. Do you have something on that? I do, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say something yet. Okay, well, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I'll read it one more time. Um, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So as simple as this, Holy Spirit said to me, it's so important that we get out of that place where you think God is counting the things that you're doing wrong. And I think some of us live in places where we think, oh my God, I fell short. Oh my God, Lord, I displeased you. I did this. God is not focused on that. Okay? And He's not over here checking the boxes and really counting everything that you're doing wrong. He's in that place that he's encouraging you to move past that place where yourself evaluating yourself and grading yourself in the negative and move into that place of truly understanding what your redemption is all about. You've been redeemed. You've been fully redeemed from past, present, and and future sins. Okay, he knows that all of us going to fall short. Yeah. And that we continue to fall short of his glory. Mm-hmm. And but the whole point here is that you pick up, you move forward and you begin to help others in these places even where you have fallen short. Because that truly shows that you are overcomers as well. When you can stop for a moment, look where you're falling short, see somebody else that's falling short in one of these areas, and choose to help them, which will, in, uh, I would say, it will cause you to even move forward in all things because you're not steadily looking at where you're resting. I know every time I fall short, the Holy Spirit reminds me, He said, Who's counting? 
And then in my mind, I'm like, Lord, it's you. Aren't you counting this against me? And then I'll go back and I'll look at scriptures in a legalistic way. And in that legalistic way is that he's writing everything down. And I'm going to have to stand for the things in which, wow, I've done wrong upon the earth. And the Lord says, wait a minute, that's Old Testament thinking. New Testament thinking is, I'm redeemed. He's not writing down everything and he's going to hold me accountable and I'm going to stand before him in the end time and truly have to give account for all the stupid stuff that I thought about. Wow, I am so blessed to know that I can be an ambassador for him and not worry about all the stuff that goes on in this small little brain of mine. Praise be to God for his grace, for his mercy, that continues to push me forward in his righteousness because in him I am redeemed, not in myself. Um, And one more thing I wanted to just touch on was about repentance and how we take that word. Um, And again, for those who don't know, repentance just means turning back to God. It just means you're turning one way and you turn around and you face him. So I think sometimes we go through all of these ornate uh, things of saying, I'm sorry, I did it again, blah, blah, blah. But that holds you in a place of bondage versus just turning back to him and embracing him again. Um, And again, recognizing him as your king versus this world as your king. Do you want this world to be your king? This world, I hate following the rules of this world. Like, it sucks. It's exhausting. And the last thing the Lord wanted me to talk about is dual citizenship, which is something people have or can have. You can have two passports. You can be born in one country and gain citizenship somewhere else. And, you know, I think some of us act in dual citizenship when the rules of one country you're a part of are completely opposite from the rules of another country. So some days you operate in the rules of King Jesus and the other days you operate in the the rules of the world. And my question would be to you, where does your citizenship lie? What, What do you want to be a citizen of? Because no matter where you live and no matter what you're subjected to and what your environment dictates, you can be a citizen of whatever country you belong to and still be in a different place and remain a citizen. So, so where does your citizenship lie? Who are you an ambassador to? And if you are an ambassador to King Jesus, is that reflected in how you conduct your day, Mm -hmm. even your simple day? Um, Is that reflected in the language you speak in the currency you use in the culture you abide by? Um, And do people, recognize you as a foreign citizen um do they see you and say you're doing things a little crazy you're not the same as me why are you from a different country and you're like yes i am from the kingdom of god (laughs) and i don't concern myself with all of these things that you americans are wrapped up in because (laughs) i have a different citizenship um honestly that's the way he painted it to me in in the natural so i don't know if you have anything else to say, but I just want to encourage you guys um, in that and in owning your citizenship and your benefits yeah. as someone in the body of Christ, at the kingdom of God, a heavenly king who, you know, again, they say what? It's like everything's without blemish. Um, it never ends. It's eternal. You know, there's all this favor. There's this reconciliation with God. You're abiding in him. Like, don't we want to be a part of that kingdom and represent that kingdom to the fullest? And why are we trying to be a citizen of this world? So that's what I would say. And I would encourage you um, in that as we go forward. Uh, Again, fear is the opposite of love. Fear is not a part of the kingdom of God. Even fearing God, it's about having an awe and a reverence to him we fear him because we're like, wow, like you're so magnificent and you're so powerful and you're so like all knowing, like it's scary how much you know me, but it's wonderful because you love me. Um, And so there's never a terror in our hearts or an anxiety about that. Um, That is always 
from the world. So I encourage you all today to just walk forward in love um, and in faith. And is there anything else you wanted to say, Pastor Kathy? Yes. Okay. And then I'm done. Praise God. I think I can literally close out with the message that uh, the last part of what he shared with me. He was really, when she really was talking about really truly being that citizen and really standing up in your citizenship, she was truly saying, you know, uh, truly uh, represent the kingdom within itself and making sure that others know that you represented the kingdom. Holy Spirit automatically stopped me and he literally said, hey, many of you are not even reckon, recognizing that you're part of the kingdom. And you're even acting as if you don't belong. And you're pushing others away from the kingdom by what you're representing. And, and what I mean by that, he literally said, He said, don't get caught up in everything that's going on yeah. around you. That means the TV, you got you to gotta listen to what the news have to say in regards to keeping yourself updated. You got to freak out when you're going into the stores, when somebody's not abiding by the rules and regulations. Whether they abide by the rules and regulations, God still has you and God has them. Okay, yes. so I want to make sure that you understand that. And... And he literally said, and you're not getting frustrated because things are not going your way. And when he says things are not going your way, your favorite store may not be open. Oh, wow. The grocery store that you go to may not have the goodies on the shelf that you desire. The people driving next to you in the car may not be following the rules and regulations. And he says, and even more so, the people in your house may not be pleasing to you. He said, there's no reason why you should act like you're not an ambassador. Did you get it? Just because others are causing you to feel a little bit uncomfortable, you got to remind yourself that you are an ambassador. And how you conduct yourself is really, truly your love that you're displaying back to Christ. I'm going to love you despite how things are going on around me. Amen. I'm going to love those despite how they're feeling. Amen. Oh my God, I'm going to love those despite how they're reacting. Yes. You know, I, I have this saying that I say because I have this, uh, I work from home now and my daughter works from home but she works for another company. And a lot of time I call her the disgruntled employee on the other side. And we share the same building and sometimes it's difficult, but the Lord is literally telling me for that difficult company that works alongside of you, he's saying, show favor, show that person favor, you know, by doing something and positive that will cause that individual to wake up, you know, expecting God to do something great for him. You know, that means getting up in the morning and offering them breakfast, getting up and offer coffee or coffee or doing something that's going to cause them to see things from a different point. Lord literally says we have, while well, in him, the ability to change our circumstance and the circumstance of others. And that's what it's really about being that ambassador. You have the ability to change things around you uh, by either just speaking by doing cares of love, but even just trusting God. And so I close with a simple prayer. Father, even as we have heard your word today, let our hearts really receive your word. And allow us to begin to move Truly in faith in you. Amen. Really representing you as our Lord, as our Savior, as our God. 
but most of all, standing in belief that you are able to do all things. I've been trying to pull him over here for a moment. Can you pull him over? I was going to. Okay. I was going to it for funny yes. reasons, but if there's a spiritual reason. Yeah, me, there's a reason. Okay. Well, this is the person that's always in the background making all the nice little funny sounds. And the Holy Spirit wanted me just to bring him forward because one thing that he operates in, there's no fear. He's not afraid of anything. You know, he's willing to try, he's willing to stand. And no matter what his parents put on him, He's able to adapt, he's able to stand up, and he's able to move freely. And so the Lord basically showed me him being an example to us. Even though, you know, there's some adjustments that's currently going on on the inside of him as far as his body, he's not moved by it. He's not even concerned. He has no idea that things are actually changing in him he just accepts it. He moves forward in joy, and that's all he's focused on every day is that joy. I know sometimes kids may be focused on food and all that other stuff. Yes, we get that. But for the most part, every time change comes to us, we tend to react negatively to it. And God is saying, as such as a babe is how I asked you to be during this particular time and season. This is just the adjustment. And in this adjustment, I'm going to bring all of you through. Amen. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. He says his protection reigns over us. Not only his protection reigns over us, but even in his protection, we can invite others into the kingdom to cause his protection to reign over them as well. So hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And even in this place, I ask that you be blessed in Christ Jesus' name. Bye, you guys. See you soon. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.